Hi there and welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. And if you are listening to this episode on the day it is released, we are getting really excited to see Ed Sheeran tonight. Yes, I'm so excited. So um, We will be in Brisbane right now um, and we will be gearing up to see Ed later tonight at Suncorp Stadium. I'm so, ex- I'm so excited. I'm starting <laughs> to get really excited to see him. I don't really want to talk about it too much now. Because no, because obviously we're going to go on, it, on, we'll an, on about, about it, it next once, week. Once we've seen him, so yeah. in next week's episode. But um, last night I went to – so last night – Actually, last night, about three weeks ago. Yeah, I was just going to say, are you making, I was just like thinking to myself, oh, my God, she's really getting into this like pre-record. Like last night I went to this, I'm like, how are you going to be able to know what it was like, Caitlin? Last night, if you're listening to it like on release day, the last night, as in the Tuesday, I would have flown to Brisbane, so not that interesting. But um, I'm meeting literally last night, which is about. Before we are recording this, which is about two two weeks. weeks, Two weeks beforehand. Um, I went to a trivia night. um, for my like for the local community production sort of choir pro any I don't know why I'm trying to explain it. I went to a trivia night. It doesn't for the matter. local musical union. Yeah, thank you. That's it doesn't it doesn't even really matter. <laughs> but I went to a trivia night and one of the questions in like the music round, they were like playing songs before and you had to like guess what they were. And one was photographed by Ed Sheeran. <gasps> and everyone was just like, oh and wrote it down. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh getting so excited to see him and everything and I was talking about it um Indy from Taps Life of Taps ugh, I can't what talk to that I cannot talk today Indy from Taps Life and Books was on our team and she's coming with us to see Ed Sheeran and we were so excited and she was like we'll almost be seeing him in a couple of weeks and I said I was like I've been thinking about it and I think I'm gonna cry like I think I will really? probably cry um I had a few tears. I I cried during Paul McCartney, so I'm not going to cry during Ed Sheeran. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, the bit I that got me that. during Paul McCartney was Mull of Kintyre when the bagpipes started up. Mm. Like, there's something about the sound of bagpipes that just gets me. And also, it was the song that my mum walked down the aisle to, so I know that it was like an emotional thing. And I recorded it for her, and. Like yeah. also just seeing Paul McCartney live. So I don't think I'll get that emotional during Ed, but it's going to be very beautiful. Yeah, see, that's a much better reason. I just, I really love Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, so excited. Perfect. I love that song. I do not like the Beyonce version. Don't shoot me, Beehive. But um, No, I, I prefer the Ed version. I just prefer it by himself. And I, I just really love that song. And it's like so beautiful. And if I'm going to cry while at Ed Sheeran, because just like he's just so good and I feel like it'll be really, like, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be an emotional experience. It'll probably be during that song. <laughs> I still like Shape of You is still my favourite. I love it. I just love the beat. I just, it's so rhythmic and beautiful. I love it. Mm. Anyway, I wonder what our favourites will be seeing him live. I'm yeah, sure once we'll we've share it with you next him. week. Um, but in the lead up to seeing Ed, I am going to be spending a few days on the Gold Coast. And so right now, as we are recording this, I'm doing lots and lots of uni work in preparation for that so that I can actually have like a little mini holiday and not have to cut my computer and my textbooks and everything down with me um, and actually have a bit of a break. So hopefully that happens. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about is what um, we've been reading lately, um, so both of us have been reading The Lace Weaver 
mm-hmm. by Lauren yes, Cheetah. Um, and I mean, I think we can just let everyone know it's because we have the chance to chat to Lauren and she'll be um, joining us for an episode in April and we're very excited about that but I just wanted to kind of shine a spotlight on her book um, before it comes out. It comes out at the start of April and I am just loving it. It's an element, it looks at um, World War II but it's the conflict between the Germans and the Russians in Estonia uh, which is something that I had absolutely no idea about uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story, and I it's it's been a long time since I've read historical fiction. Yeah, me too. I was just trying to think of that. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many sides to World War Two, mm. and I can't even think of the last time I read or watched something that was also set around World War Two. I can't remember but, the last one I did. Like the last one I read that had historical elements was How to Stop Time by Matt Haig, but that. Um, I can't remember the last war fiction that I read. And anyway, I'm just really loving it. It's a story of women and survival and the writing is beautiful. And I'm, I'm really excited, like, for everyone to hear our chat with Lauren as well. Yeah, it's me really, too. Really fun. I am just as excited and loving this book just as much. Michelle's just better at explaining things. <laughs> and not, also, because already, of the uni, it's, like, the only thing I've been doing that's not uni-related. Yeah. So I'm... We've already established during this introduction that I'm not good at talking um, or explaining things. <laughs> Hopefully that's just right now because we I have been doing is. this podcast for a while, so I hope I haven't been annoying everybody with all of my chatter, chatter, chatter. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Why else do you listen to a podcast? I, I, yeah. I hope that everyone who listens enjoys it. I feel... I'm getting very introspective in this introduction. What okay, you, yeah, I know. What else I don't do know you, what is I'm there doing. anything else that you want to talk about? Oh, well, um, I will actually mention it because um, it's today, as in today we are recording, um, I'm about to get started um, for a tech week for a local production of We Will Rock You, which is a musical with Queen songs um, and was written by Ben Elton and it is hilarious and crazy and futuristic um and the show is going to be great and we're officially starting tech week today which is also why we're recording this so far in advance usually we wouldn't record an intro so far in advance but i'm gonna be be so busy and then i'm gonna be away in the lead up to ed so we thought we would do this now and you know, for once, make life a little easier for ourselves because we do tend to, like, make it difficult sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We should just be better at planning and time management, yeah. but we're not. Yeah, you so, think yeah. we would be better. Like, I think we've slightly gotten better, but we're still scrambling We're still learning. Still scrambling. Life is one big <laughs> lesson, you know, all of these things. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I'll hopefully talk a bit more about the show um, in coming episodes but I'm really excited to get started today. Um, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. Ed Sheeran, we're ducking down to Brisbane to, well, I'm ducking down to Brisbane to see him. Um, and it's actually in between two weekends of the show. <laughs> so it's a little bit crazy, but it's going to be so much fun. Um, and also when you are back to, back to when you're listening right now, dear listeners, um, you have a week to finish reading Ellie Marnie's White Night and to join us for a very, very special book discussion for our first Better Words book club discussion. 
um, on Wednesday, the 28th of March. I really hope that's right because why yeah, would I it? check it before I said it? I no, mean, that right. what podcast are we on? Research Central? Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> Wednesday. So next week, Wednesday, the 28th, um, we are going to be chatting on Twitter with the hashtag B. W Book Club and joining us will be very, 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 very special guest, Ellie Marnie herself. So we are going to have like a full spoilery discussion because you should have read the book by now. And if you're joining in with that chat, don't expect us to keep spoilers away. Also, yeah. it's your chance to ask Ellie anything you want about the book. So prepare yourself. Yeah, you've got a week left. Hurry up, read it and join us next week. We're super excited. Yes, we're so excited. We're so okay. excited. Okay, it's probably enough from us. So. We're gonna we're gonna delve back into our childhood memories in this episode. Uh, please enjoy. So now we're going to talk about something that's fairly close to both of our hearts. Yes, yes, it is. Which is Anne with an E. Yeah, Anne with an E. <laughs> Anne Shirley, Anne of Green Gables. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> um, so the very, very, very first question obviously for this discussion is when did you first read Anne of Green Gables if you even remember um and do you have any like fond memories about actually reading the book okay so confession Mm -hmm. I didn't read it until I was 19 (gasps) really yeah I remember know that I remember trying to read it once when I was little because I had watched the movie so obsessively but I probably was maybe like 11 or 12 and it just was very hard to because of the language and the classics you know what classics are like um it's a struggle I still have where I have never finished another book apart from The Great Gatsby or Pride and Prejudice. Like mm-hmm. I just can't get through them, um, which is something I want to change always. But I couldn't do it then and – Can't do it now. <laughs> well, no, I did get through Anne of Green Gables in the end and I, and I loved it obviously, but it wasn't – I found the story through the telemovie, not huh. through the book which I feel really bad saying. Well, I had the opposite experience. Um, I don't remember when I first read the book. Um, I do, I'm pretty sure I've read it multiple times um, in what I would call childhood to early teenage-ish years. By multiple, I'm talking maybe two or three. Mm, That still counts though. Yeah, well, because I mean, multiple. I would have read Harry Potter way more times in that yeah. test yeah. time period. Anyway, um, but no, I mean, I don't remember ever having read the book for the first time. I every time I have read it, that's not the right way to start the sentence. Every time I would read it, the story would always feel really familiar. Yeah. And that is all I remember. So I don't know when I read it for the first time because I never remember it feeling new. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I'm the same but with the telly movie. Like I can't remember when I first watched it because it was obviously like a favourite of my mum's or something. Mm. And I literally grew up with it. Like 
I, it was just always there. It was always something, it was something we would watch frequently. Like, I mean, it was a classic, like Saturday afternoon, my parents had a TV in their bedroom and we'd all like sit in the bed and watch Anne of Green Gables, like maybe have some popcorn. Like it was a, it was a very regular, it's all like, at least in my memory, it seems to be very very regular. regular. And, And by that, I mean, we would watch the entire, like, Anne of Green Gables and Anne, the continuing story, the sequel. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I remember being quite excited because they had the continuing story, which some people love and some people hate, but I'm probably going to, we're probably going to talk about that later. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. <laughs> yes, actually, I'm just going to mention most of the time Michelle writes the questions and like while we collaborate on what the episodes are going to be about, <laughs> Michelle will usually do a lot Caitlin more preparation gets to my house and is like, so I haven't even looked at the questions. Um, yeah. Whereas um, today I've planned the entire episode. Um, Which I think is quite fun. Yeah. I'm liking it. So I think I remember first watching part of the movie when I was maybe 12 to 13 to 14-ish and I didn't watch all of it. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching it with my siblings and they have much less attention span than I do, especially <laughs> for a story like Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we were also camping at the time, so I probably stopped to, like, go for a swim or something. And also I feel like they're not really readers and I think so no. much of what appeals about Anne's story is her very nature, which bookworms yeah. can probably relate to. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is funny though because like just on sort of that same thing, I remember being surprised that my sister liked Gilmore Girls so much because Rory's such a reader. <laughs> anyway, um, so next we have, have you ever read any of the other books in the series? I haven't, but as is the case with many books that are published, I do intend to one day. <laughs> um, but then I'm also scared because the – the movie version is so ingrained in me and it's it's so familiar and it's sort of scary to be like oh I don't want to see the alternative because to me like the movie version is the story like and there are probably people who are listening to this who are absolutely shocked and scandalized and I feel like I should be like thrown out of Of the the book loving Anne of Green Gables world but yes yeah I have read I took photos of my books so that I could remember um so I have read Anne of Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea I kind of I read that one last year and I was like I will read one of these books a year it is March I haven't started the next one yet girl it's only March I know but it's only March it's only March but I will read one of them this year um so, yes, because my other question was going to be, do you own any of the other books in the series? No, I don't. What does – you have a copy of Anne of Green Gables though, right? Yes. I okay, describe it to me, Michelle. I used – I think I've got the same one. Oh, really? I used to have a copy um, and then because I hadn't read it when I was little, I think it must have got – like when we moved, it must have been like, oh, this is in your pile of books you haven't read. Well, we're getting rid of this, like – you know, just one of those things that you yeah. kind of do clear outs and stuff. And then a friend of ours who then started working with me um, got me for Secret Santa and got me a copy of Anne of Green Gables because we discussed how much we loved it. Oh, um, that's so, cute. so it was really, that was really, really cute. So my copy is just like the little tiny green copy 
with like it's a really small edition like physically small like not the size of a normal book yeah like physically a smaller shorter book oh okay yeah no mine are all the size of normal books I mean it's the size of a normal book but it's not do you mean the size of like say a normal YA book yeah oh no mine are that this like one a, is like, shorter. Like the library edition sort of things, so they're a bit shorter? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, oh, you know, like the Penguin Classics, shorter. Yeah, shorter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, no, but I must say I'm very tempted by some of the editions I see on Bookstagram. <gasps> they're all so beautiful. I just and have every, to pick the right one. Every time, I swear to God, every time I'm scrolling through Instagram, I don't know, of every single comment I ever make on photos is – Oh, a that third of them, amazing. A third of them are probably, oh, my God, that edition of Anne of Green Gables is so beautiful. <laughs> yes, Like guilty. probably a third of them because they're all so gorgeous. What gets me, though, is that none of them have, like, the whole series done like that and that oh, just irritates it's just Anne. me so well, much. Well, see, that's the thing, actually, is that I can see moment, in your photo that all, yeah, no, mine is the colour of your Anne of Green Gables, but it's shorter. Shorter. Yeah, so my copy of Anne of Green Gables I have had since I was a kid and I'm showing Michelle the photo. It's like folded on top. Um, I've probably ruined it at some point, but I love it. So it's <laughs> um, a puffin classic. It's like dark green. It's got like a illustration of Anne on the front with her pink tails, the red ribbons and a straw hat. It's Looking very nice. really sulky. Yeah, she's a bit sulky at the train. Mm. Um, and then I have copies of the rest of the series, which I found once at a Lifeline book fair. Which is such a good find. So I have Anne of Avonlea, Chronicles of Avonlea, actually two copies of Chronicles of (laughs) Avonlea, um, Further Chronicles of Avonlea, Anne of the Island, Anne of Ingleside, Anne's House of Dreams, and then three other books by Ellen Montgomery that are not part of the Anne series, um, which are all have like a white spine, um, a green border, and then the title and an illustration of Anne on them. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, they're very, very cute. I love them. And I've only ever seen these editions of End of Green Gables on Instagram like once. Mm. And I freaked out. Because they're like, like old well, editions. They aren't they're all they're old mm. editions, you're right. Um But I also even when I bought them at the Lifeline Book Fair, they didn't have a copy of Anne of Green Gables. Mm. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, someone like otherwise just kept I would that one and yeah. not the rest. And got and got rid of the rest of the series. Mm. Possibly, yeah, because yeah. the – actually, I think I found a copy of Anne of Green Gables that matched that series when we were in Brisbane and I convinced myself not to buy it because I was already bringing back about 13 books. We bought 13 books each back on that trip. Yeah, so I probably convinced myself ridiculous. not to buy it, but I probably should have. No, it was ridiculous. I know. We got charged extra baggage as it was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yes, any other memories you want to share of reading – Anne of Green Gables? Well, it's kind of hard because I don't know you don't, what the rest of the questions are and I don't know okay. myself too much. But All right. um, I enjoyed it when I read it and the bit with Matthew still got me tearing up even though I knew it was going to happen. Gets me every single time. Mm. Yeah. The bit at the end. I know. It's very funny actually. I feel because like I, I don't want to spoil it. But I know, I but it's like 100 yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, the bit where Matthew dies is the, the bit end that gets is very, me. very sad, yeah. It is funny, though, because sometimes I feel like I forget what happens in Anne of Green Gables and what happens in Anne of Avonlea. Yeah, I definitely mixed up bits, especially when it comes to Anne and Gilbert's relationship. I mixed up bits that happen. For some reason I have everything else straight and when it comes to Anne and Gilbert, I'm like, 
What do you mean? They don't get together in Anne of Green Gables. They're children, but they're not. But the also, story spans no, also, they Gables. are like but they are on again, off again. Like, yeah, they are, bit. yeah, tumultuous. She changes her mind a bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, but no, because Anne of Green Gables, I was confirmed this with you, it goes from like age like 11 when they mm. want like an 11 year old boy mm. to like 18 when she's about to become a teacher. Yeah, she's fully like ready to go. She's and and because then, um, and I'll go off the movie versions because then the sequel is like her at teaching college and then yeah. her first job as a teacher. Yeah. 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 Yes. Because I always forget, I feel like it's the second book when they go to, um, when they all go to college um, and she still wants to beat Gilbert in all of her classes and, you know, all of that sort of stuff when they're all at the teacher's college. Mm. I feel like that that should be a sequel, but it's not. It's the same book. Because for some reason, as I remember it, as it's not a, in the movie though. I don't. Think when they go to the teachers' college, no, I think it's kind I of. Think I think that it's they kind of skipped cut over. That. It's kind of skipped over a little bit. I really need to watch it again, but I, I only, really need to watch it again I too. I have it on video. Oh, do I you? don't have the DVDs. I have I need, the DVDs, but I want to get like all the DVDs, like including the continuing story, because that's kind of my favorite. Because of the end. No, wait, hang on. We're, ga- okay. we're going to get to it. We're going to yeah. get to it. Okay. Um, and I love war stuff. You know that. Yeah. Okay. No, we're going to get to <laughs> okay. it. Okay. 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 So as we are still talking about the books, <laughs> my next question, before we move on to the adaptations, okay. um, we need to talk about Gilbert. <laughs> well, see, this is hard because, like, my feeling of Gilbert is always molded by the adaptation I watched. I don't think it really matters. Gilbert's Gilbert. He is, and, but like when uh, I when I was by the time I was reading the book, no one else was Gilbert for me except the actor who played yeah. him. Yeah. Why well, did we not look this up? Oh, because Jonathan, we don't re- it's research Jonathan, Jonathan Crombie. Crombie. I was researching he only the movie. He died like a few years ago. He was oh, like forty, and it was really yeah. It was he was really young. Oh, that's a bit sad. I know, but yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, no, like, I think that's his name because I was looking up the movies before in prep for this episode. That sounds um, right. So, but even with watching the adaptation, I will say this, last year I watched the adaptation for the first time in full um, and oh, he is so dreamy. He is the perfect Gilbert. He's so dreamy. And even though, I don't know, I guess when I was always reading Anne of Green Gales, I never really pictured Gilbert as anybody and unfortunately, yeah, I was the opposite. unfortunately, adaptations do sort of like now I will picture him because I've seen him play the character. He's so gorgeous though, and he was my first crush. Like, oh yeah, definitely. He was like all the other all the other people my age were like crushing on like nineties era Leonardo DiCaprio or um, oh, Zac Efron and stuff like that. But like. He was so my first crush. I think that I Gilbert so in the books, because obviously I never watched. I mean, I I will always have a crush on Gilbert. Yeah. But I think that Gilbert was definitely like my first fictional like book crush, you know, yeah. because he was just so sweet. And like really there have only been a few characters in books where I've been like, oh, my God, they're so cute. Why aren't they? Why don't they exist in real life? And I'll yeah. tell you exactly who they are. Gilbert from Anne of Green Gables, mm-hmm. Gilbert Blythe, um, Peter Malark from yeah. The Hunger Games, because I just love him. That may have also been slightly influenced by Josh Hutchison, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, that's why Gilbert was my first crush too. Yeah. Like his character but also yeah. Jonathan Crombie was 
pretty good looking. Yeah. So hot. I've always loved Josh Hutchison and I will, but I think Peter Malark's character is mm, so adorable. Just makes it better. Yeah. The other one, oh, the other one is um, Four from Divergent, <laughs> which like I have many issues with the Divergent series, but the kind of man that Four is, is not one of them. <laughs> He's so good. And, yeah, the actor is, like, really, really hot. Um, Yeah. So we have Gilbert. We haven't really talked about anything about him except that we're just gushing over him. Um, I think I found my Gilbert. Like, I think that I oh think God, I'm just gonna st- like I'm that. just going to stop you right there. No one wants to hear this. Let's okay. talk about Diana. <laughs> okay. I've also found my Diana, Caitlin. Oh, oh. thanks. <laughs> thank you that's very nice you're my bosom friend oh <laughs> i always laughed at that it. so much because so nice. like i was watching it when i was eight i was like bosom. <laughs> yeah i know um that is one of those things though i think that Anne and diana were probably one of like the first you know you probably feel this way as well like the first fictional like real friendships of friendship yeah that I saw. Of, like best friends and it's funny yeah. how you say that like you can name your book crushes because I can name like my fictional like friends. friend crushes and I want Diana and Anne's friendship mm-hmm. um, and my others would be um, the girls from Codename Verity. Okay. Maddie and Verity like that because that book is all about them becoming best friends as well like that friendship is so beautiful and there's the most beautiful quote in it which is like uh, which says it's like being in love discovering your best friend. Oh, that's nice. I know. It's so beautiful. I need to reread Codename Verity. Um, and I would say that those two are probably like, oh, and um, <sighs> Renee and Flo from Paper Aeroplanes and Goose by Dawn O'Porter. Those two, like those girls as well. They like Those are like my fictional friendship crushes. The ideal friendships. Yep. Oh, yep. That's nice. Yep. I think um, – I mean, Anne and Diana was many things, like first depiction of friendship. I also think that it was the first time I had read or seen anything where, like, the character was drunk (laughs) because because Diana got drunk accidentally. And I just always think that that is so funny. And, like, knowing that as an adult is hilarious. It was always such a... It was always such a hard part of the film for me to watch, though, because I felt so much oh, for Anne, I and know. I would I felt so bad for her. I always. would just, um, yeah, I would just get really, though. really anxious towards that point because I'm like, no, she's trying her best, and no, yeah, like, I know, she's gonna get in trouble. She's, I know, I had me so too, many feelings because about this, she but. was like trying to be so fancy and everything mm. and be really nice, and, and Marilla such- said she could drink the cordial. Oh. I know, and they were having such a nice time, and then it turns out the whole time she drank like a whole bottle of wine when she was like 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, were you in your friendship groups? Were you a Diana or an Anne? Um, I think I know, but I don't want to say. <laughs> oh God, what do you think? I no. think I think you're an Anne. Yeah, and I think I'm an Anne as well. Really? I think so. Like I definitely, especially now as I get older, definitely. Maybe it's more how I know myself, but I probably put off a Diana vibe to other people. But 
I think the impetuousness, the imagination, mm. and maybe some of Anne's bad qualities, her <laughs> quick, her quick flaring temper, her stubbornness, that sort of stuff I definitely see in myself and looking back I see in my friendships as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I um when I was let me think like year one, year two, um, me and my friends used to I had a whole bunch of imaginary pets and then we would like play with our imaginary pets and this meant in front like um riding like our imaginary horses or like Oh, we used winged, to do that too. Winged horses or I had a pet bird and, like, I would, like, have him on my arm and be like, bye, and then he would fly away. We used to. They all had names. We used to put I, a skipping rope around another person and make them run like a horse. Oh. you like, giddy up. <laughs> yeah. No, I said imaginary, Michelle. I'm talking, okay, like, well, pretending to get. Okay, well, I was imagining that they were a horse. <laughs> but, like, walking, galloping. I should say, yeah, yep. next to my best friend at the time and being like, we're on our horses. And Did like, you also watch Saddle Club? Yeah, but here's the thing is that like I feel like my almost my whole childhood I pretended to be into horses when I wasn't. I was only into horses because I was watching Saddle Club. No, I didn't even like Saddle Club <sighs> that much. Like I liked Saddle Club but like, you know, I liked the sleepover club more, you know, mm. like I didn't probably because I didn't identify with the girls on the saddle club because <laughs> I've never ridden a horse, except I have ridden a horse multiple times. Um, and I did have a few friends in primary school who were really into horse riding mm. and like we would ride horses like at their birthday parties and things like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. But everyone else was way more into the saddle club than I was, I think. Mm. I did like though. Such and, dramatic oh, storylines. I know. You know what I saw the other day? Chris Hemsworth was on Saddle Club. Chris Hemsworth was on Saddle Club. I don't remember that at all. I probably didn't watch enough. You know what I – Oh, now when, when I, I see the picture, I'm like, oh, I remember that now, but yeah. I couldn't off the top of my head yeah. tell you who it was. But you know what I think I remember from the Saddle Club the most is the episode where one of the girls fell off her horse. Yes, and where Lisa like, like almost dies. Like in a coma. Yes, yeah, that's Lisa. the worst one. Yeah. What, that's that's the, like, so traumatising. Yeah, it clearly was because it's the only bit I remember. I know. Oh, that and one of the mean girls. Um, I think her name no, was Veronica. Veronica. Okay. And I only know that because, and I only remember her because, you know, how I, I'm like obsessed with and have watched every single episode of Blue Healers. Yeah. She appeared multiple times. Must have been about, she looks the same, the same age, age as Saddle yeah. Club. Maybe but she appeared as like someone's troubled foster kid and oh, okay. appeared multiple times. Yeah, no. she was great, and I was just so, like, "Oh, it's a chick from Saddle Club." Yeah, no, the one the episode with the coma, and then an episode where was it Stevie, the blonde girl? Yeah, was like, Stevie, go out and she always like, wore like a denim jacket. Yeah, yeah. So Stevie was like going to go on a date with one of these other boys, and they're like twelve years old, you know. And um, the Veronica, the mean girl, was like jealous or something, so she like ripped a note in half on a table. And I think well, the only reason I remember it. Is because I thought that that was so smart because she ripped. Oh, that's the first time you saw someone doing that. First time I saw someone doing that. And you I was know like, you can do it with a ruler too, yeah, right? Same yeah, same thing. Like same thing. But I was just like, "That's cool. I'd never seen it anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I remember. Okay, back to Anne. Yeah, back to Anne of Green Gables. I don't know how we got onto that. Jeez. Um, my imaginary friends. I that's think. right. Okay. Um. Anyway, so now we can talk about actually talk about the adaptations. Yeah. So as okay. we said before, I only I think I remember watching it when I was like 
12, 13, um, but I only watched it in full for the first time last year and wrote a whole blog post about it because I had so many thoughts, many of which were like, oh, my God, I love Gilbert. He's so cute. cute. I really need to rewatch it because also I watched – so there's Anne of Green Gables, which is based on the first book, Mm -hmm. um, and then Anne, the sequel. It's known as the sequel, which is Which was so long that it had two video cassettes. Yep. Yep, cool. They both, <laughs> my DVDs both have like double sided discs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's huge. Yeah. Um, so long. It's also because like the files are old and things like that. They can condense things down more. The first, before yeah, I got Yeah, but my- like it's seriously, it's like two hours each or something. Like it's, oh, it's yeah. a they long. Are, they are long. You're it's right. not, it should have been three movies, not. I mean, really, it's like a, it's a classic, like, nowadays it's a part one and part two, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. it's, a, it's that. Um, but, yeah, so the sequel, which is based off Anne of, Ave- Anne of Avonlea, mm-hmm. then the continuing story, which is not based on any of the books. The story is completely made up. I know. I love it, though. It's my favourite. I don't even know what the story is because I've never seen that one. Okay, I only own the so first two. There is actually quite a lot of intrigue. Okay, so this is... Basically, okay, the bit that I remember, okay, there are a few things. This will sound really funny if you haven't seen it. So I remember her throwing her manuscript out the window, like her type, you know, typewriter pages and then just cascading down. Gilbert's like a surgeon somewhere. Um, Diana gets married to a guy who, because it's the First World War, so Diana gets married and And then. then He has to go to war. Well, yeah, but he also convinces Gilbert or, like, Gilbert sees him and is like, I should join up too. And Anne's like, please don't. You're a doctor. Like, you're doing good things. And he's like, no, I need to do this. And so they quickly get married. Um, but also it starts with her going back to Green Gables and it's totally destroyed. There's, like, a cow living in it and she's like, I'm a published writer now. Like, I am going to buy Green Gables because Marilla passed away. So mm-hmm. I'm going to buy Green Gables and I'm going to fix it up and make it a beautiful, happy home. So she does that. Um, at one point she accidentally knocks over like a kerosene lantern and the whole thing catches on fire. Oh, my God. But it's not destroyed, but still it's a big, big shock. Anyway, so they get married quickly. Um, he goes off to war, but eventually his letters stop coming and he's missing in action. But Anne, being Anne, is like, I'm going to find my husband. Oh, my God. Um, so she heads out to France to track him down. Oh, my God. Or I think he's in France. She heads out there to track him down and ends up like she's with like these nuns and she's um, with this French woman who I remember like traumatically like gets blown up but her baby's protected so Anne then has to look after the baby and all this time there's this other writer who's like trying to crack onto her and he really likes her and Gilbert was jealous and um so he's there too his name's Jack and he's like He's covering the war tour. He helps Anne get over there somehow. And all I remember, it is some sort of like spy espionage thing in there too. And what I remember is it ends with like a gunfight on a train. I remember that, that that was really scary bit when I was little. It's very James Bond, And I haven't watched it. No, it doesn't. I mean, it sounds like it when I'm saying it, but it's very authentically beautiful, like war movie. I liked it. Okay. Um, And she 
spoiler alert, she finds Gilbert. And then the most beautiful thing, which I remember, and probably the reason I love this is because it fills my heart with happiness, is that the ending is her and Gilbert, like, going to the train station and there's a little boy there sitting where she sat and he turns around and she's like, you know, hi and and then they walk away and they do that whole thing where they you have the little kid and you like swing them up. Oh my god. And that's the end and that's the most beautiful like and and full circle. And it's not even that like she's had a baby but like she's adopted a yeah, child. Just oh, like and the baby adopted. that she saved in France like she ends up like finding the father as well and um also diana's husband loses an arm i remember that and he helps her find gilbert too because she like she just will not believe anyone when they're like gilbert's probably dead she's like nah no he's no he's not i think we all know what anne's like she was just like nah listen up boys wow that sounds kind of crazy crazy when i say it but it's it's really beautiful and, like, all the characters are the same. It's the same actors and so it feels really authentic and it feels like a lovely way to, I mean, I love it as an ending to the story but I know there are people who vehemently hate it because it's not like the books but I loved it. I yeah. love it so much and I love that, this like, is like the, a classic yeah. adaptation thing where you don't know the difference, Exactly. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I am in love with the people who played. Like to me, Anne is never anybody but Megan Fellows. Yeah. Like those people are Anne and Matthew and Marilla. Yeah. And Diana. Okay. Well, just because we've had this lovely moment where no one else can ever be these characters, let's talk about the new adaptation. Okay. The Netflix series Anne with an E. Which I've been avoiding watching. So you have not watched it. I read some really bad stuff about it. I have read some bad stuff about it too. I've also read some okay stuff about it. Mm, It's very mixed. Very mixed. It is quite mixed. So I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched the very first episode a week, two weeks ago maybe. Um, It's really long. The first episode is like a double episode. So it's like a movie. Um, and to be honest, I don't think we really got that far into the story and it also Mm. changes a couple of things, um, not interpretation. I'll get to that in a second, but, um, do you remember? So near the beginning of the story, um, Marilla has this beautiful like amethyst brooch that was like her mother's or something. And Anne. She accuses Anne of stealing it, but actually it fell down. Like the back of of her drawer or like whatever. Yeah. So. Um, and Anne confesses to and having also, lost yeah, it. Yeah, Anne just makes up this story that's just pure bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Because she likes the romantic appeal of having stolen it. She's exactly. so funny. Like, yeah, and Marilla said to her that she can't go to the picnic or whatever until mm. she confesses. So she confessed even though mm. she didn't do anything. And she makes and then up she, a really good story. And then she gets in trouble for having stolen it and lost it. And still can't so go. She, so she still can't go to the picnic. Um, whereas in the Anne with an E, um, that same thing happens except it's like the day, like the second day or whatever that Anne is there. So it's if you stole it, you can't stay here. And then it's like, oh, well, this happened and it's the same story. And they're mm. just like, oh, well, you stole it so now you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they end up finding it like the next day and it the it's at, it's towards the end of the first episode and the episode ends with like, Matthew literally like chasing down the train because they've sent Anne away. 
So change the story. I don't like it, but also the the interpretation seems a lot darker and I want to discuss this. That's what I got just from the photos I'd seen and from the reviews that I'd seen. Yes. So in the first episode, at least, I'm not commenting on the whole series because I haven't watched it, Mm -hmm. but in the first episode, there's a couple of times where... um, I guess, you know, someone asks Anne a question or something um, and or like also they threw this into the first episode but I don't think it happens till later when, um, I don't know, someone's baby is like sick or whatever and Anne's oh, like, oh, yeah, that oh, doesn't like, happen till way later. I think it's supposed to be with Diane's because it's stuff. Yeah, it's something to do with it, that and um, it's like snowing and they can't get there and yeah. she knows it's like croup or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, whatever. I don't know. One of those old illnesses, but um, <laughs> whatever. Baby illnesses. One of those old baby yeah. illnesses. But um, in the in the first episode of Anne with an E, when they go back to visit that other lady who brought Anne to Avonlea, mm. um, like they're standing outside in her front yard, and Anne hears her baby cough, and she's mm. like, "Oh, she's sick." And I'm like, "This is bullshit. That's so weird. It's bullshit." Um. But so, yeah, when there's questions or whatever like that, the, as a visual medium, flashes back to what we do know about Anne's previous home, which is with, like, the Thompson family or something. I don't remember their name. Um, and there's, like, um, sort of, I guess, flashback footage um, of, um, like, her being beaten and um, being like, oh, what, what what do you say you like being screamed at like what you see you if you can't take care of the children and you know all mm. these different things and it really made me think about it because I have never thought that all of this time we've been interpreting Anne's story wrong she is supposed to be happy and optimistic and you know lovely and imaginative despite you know, not having had the best life before she gets to Anne, of, to, before she gets to Anne of Green Gables, before she gets to Green Gables. Whereas mm. this interpretation sort of made it seem like she's like, like a coping mechanism, like she's suppressing all of this drama and trauma. And I just didn't like that. Have you? I ever, um, and that's probably a bit odd for you to comment on it without having watched the episode. No, the Megan Fellows adaptation from memory does explore it a, a little bit. Like there's something to do with her old family. Well, I, think sawmill, I think it there? starts like, with, with it her starts at like her family that, hey. before she gets on the train, doesn't it? I think oh, so. I, can't I think remember. that's all you get though. I can't remember. But I always saw it as a way to like she uses her imagination. Maybe coping mechanism isn't the right word, but she uses it to escape what Mm -hmm. is essentially a really bad life. Yeah. Um, So I've always thought she uses it as an escape but that she has an underlying quite happy personality. Yeah. Not that she – because, like, I've never thought, like, later on, maybe because I've watched the continuing story, I've never thought, like, oh, she's going to turn out to have problems later on because she's not addressed this stuff. Yeah. No, totally. I agree because also – um, what I think you get with Anne of Green Gables, like the novel, is she is so she might seem, you know, like she's overjoyed or whatever because this is far better than what she's had previously. Exactly. So, like, 
Marilla and Matthew are quite kind to her, even though they're unsure if they even want to keep her. Yeah. Um, you know, she and they thinks, wanted a boy. Yeah, they wanted a boy. She's not even a boy. She has ugly red hair, like whatever. Mm. You know, Green Gables is beautiful. They go past the white wave to light and the lake of shining waters. You know, she's come from, I guess, like, all, you know, dark orphanages and, mm. um, you know, Families people with who too were many children and, who were mean to her. Yeah. And, you know, this brother and sister duo were kind to her from the beginning and they were just, just really nice. I, I don't love think, Matthew and Marilla oh, so, so much. Matthew is just so beautiful so kind and so kind when he goes in to buy her the dress oh my god and he buys like 10 other things yeah and she's like now what else can I help you with Matthew and he's like well actually um oh I might get a rake as well yeah and then and then she's like gorgeous anything else Mr Cuthbert and he's like Yes, how about a dress? <laughs> like so cute. And then like puff sleeves, like like what you've got. Like yeah. it's just it's so beautiful. So beautiful. <sighs> yeah. So I'm sticking with my interpretation that Anne is very happy and optimistic. I don't think she's I think her the way I've thought of it is her I don't like her naturally happy and cheery attitude has helped her to not get sucked into what could be a bad attitude because of her life exactly. she's naturally happy so she uses that to make yeah, sure she doesn't it's like one of those things that they say it's like different people handle situations differently so like mm. if someone else if someone else had a, every exact thing that had happened to her at the same time in their lives and they were maybe i don't know a little less strong or a little more strong they would handle it completely differently mm. exactly okay yeah. what's next Next is Would You Rather. Yay! Yay, games. Games. Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Prince Edward Island, but all I really want to say is that it's amazing and I want to I go. I really want to go there. They have Anne, so amazing. Like, Anne and Gilbert the musical, Anne of Green Gables the musical, tours you can visit, Green Gables that inspired the series you can visit, Ellen Montgomery's house you can visit the place of her birth you can see her wedding dress her diaries like oh my god it's amazing um also special mention to we'll have to find a link on Buzzfeed the couple who did their engagement photos to look exactly (gasps) yes yes or maybe it was their wedding photos something like that we'll find it because it was awesome like a modern day oh so beautiful so beautiful okay so my two would you rather questions yay (laughs) actually there's three so would you rather dye your hair green or walk along the ridge pole and break your ankle. Dye my hair green. I'm not going to say you don't have to break your ankle. You have to walk along the ridge pole, which is like the gutter or whatever, along the roof, or dye your hair green. I'm afraid of heights. I'm dyeing my hair green. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd probably dye my hair green too because I would think I would want to dye my hair green. Like that seems like a really easy decision for me. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean, even if it looked crap, I would rather that than... I don't think I'm necessarily opposed to walking along the edge of the roof, but hair, green hair sounds cool. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. So would you rather be friends with Diane, Diana, anyway, be friends with Diana or fall in love with Gilbert? <laughs> fall in love with Gilbert. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> Such an easy decision. Uh, I knew that that one was going to be easy. This one might be a little bit harder. Would you rather be friends with Anne or Diana? Anne, I think. Yeah, I feel like Anne would be more fun. 
She would be. Uh, okay. So they weren't particularly hard. No, they were good though. Can we just talk about um, like what some of our favourite moments are? Like obviously the puff sleeve dress, but what are some of your other favourite moments? Well, I did also write down one of my favourite quotes, which is, tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet. Oh, I like that. I always liked that one. Okay, favourite moments. I like, um... Carrots! Oh, oh, the bit where she (laughs) smashes a slate over his head. That is, like... The best. We've talked about first representations of things. I think that's, like, girl power. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I love it when she recites that poem in that weird thing at the end of the first movie and he just stands up and is, like, clapping so yeah. hard for her. It's so beautiful. Um, oh, I can't even remember much of what happens in the sequel. It's just so long. Mm. I think some of my other favourite moments. I love um, – <laughs> I love all the interactions with um, Diane's Aunt Josephine. Like how they yes. have like a fun sleepover and they go on the hayride and it's also fun and then they like jump on top of her in her bed. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's always so funny to me because I also um, used to imagine that the Aunt Josephine was a lot like um, one of my grandmother's sisters <laughs> um, and my younger brother always like whenever we had people stay, like house guests or whatever, I guess, would always go and like wake them up because he wanted to hang out with them. <laughs> so he'd always like, we'd always be like, where's Harry? And it's like, oh, they're in, you know, they're in bed, snuggled up or whatever. By then they've probably had two breakfasts and done a whole puzzle, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and obviously my other favourite bit is the end of number three when they walk away with their little boy together. Oh, so cute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've never seen that one. I I think you might enjoy it. Yeah, we really need to watch both of them. I need to buy the whole set on DVD. All four? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the fourth one. I mean, the fourth one is supposed to be, like, even worse than the other one and it doesn't have the same actress. All four? No, oh, sorry. That's because in my mind I'm, like, the sequel is to – because I have four video cassettes. Uh I have, like – number one, number two, which is two videos, and then number three. No, the fourth one is... Yeah, it came out in 2008. What? Oh, okay. No, no, I'm not watching any ones that don't have Megan Fellows in them. Yeah, no, they don't have it. It's my rule. doesn't have Megan Fellows in it. (laughs) Then it's off the list. I'm not watching it. Megan Fellows will always be Anne to me, and Jonathan Crombie will always be Gilbert. He is a very good Gilbert. He's beautiful. I really want to go home and watch Anne of Green Gables. It makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? <laughs> and it makes me sad because, like, I'm not going to have a chance to watch them until, like, April. Yeah. <gasps> I'll probably get public holidays on Easter. Maybe I can watch them then. Yeah, that's have true. Have a day off and watch them. Yeah. Will you have a public holiday on Easter? You won't, will you? Um, I have Good Friday and my mum's here, so I'm taking Easter Monday too. And I think my mum wants to binge watch the entire series of The Crown season two because she doesn't have Netflix. Oh. And she's watched season one, so she wants to watch all of them. But my mum will watch Anna Green Gables anytime. Yeah, we she can loves watch Anna it. Green I mean, she mom. introduced me to it. Yeah, that sounds great. She Let's will watch make it. this a plan. Okay. Okay. My mum will love that. Oh, well, this was such a nice discussion. I'm so glad <laughs> we did this. Um, where can people find us and where can they tell us that? You know, all their favorite environments. Yeah, and that I'm tucked out of the club now because I 
Yeah, go kick Michelle out of the club at I unfinished like bookshelf three. and at unfinished underscore book on Twitter. Um, and you can follow us at Better Words Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, all those things wherever you're listening to this podcast. And also sign up to our newsletter at betterwordspodcast.com. Goodbye. That's all I have to say. Bye. <laughs>